What's up, everybody? Welcome back to OTR. That's one, two, record. Uh, something like that. This is like our that. podcast seminar. Pull up a chair. <laughs> Everyone knows this is off the record. The show where albums we don't give stars. They're hit, sit, or shit. And you know, we haven't had very many shit albums. If I'm being honest with you. What, maybe two in the history of the whole show? Yeah, I mean, to be <laughs> fair, we just really love music, so maybe we are too generous sometimes, although you say I'm stingy, so I don't know. Well, this week, I don't, I'm going to go ahead and throw it out there. I don't have any shit albums, but a, not a lot of excitement, but I'm going to go ahead and get started because it's been a long week. Amen. <laughs> and I'm exhausted. Oh. The first album, I mean, I think all these came out in February. You know, I, I from the way I'm looking. We don't have the exact day, but these were, you know, February releases. And the first album that I have is a band called Egg. I've already, we've already had their debut. And they're, they're like a prog rock with jazz influence. Really talented really talented music musicians and someone said like from what i was reading i can't remember where i said it or where i read it but they said they compared them to soft machine and that's an insult in my opinion <laughs> i think they compared them to soft machine because of their prog also at that time but um the difference in that and egg and soft machine egg actually has singing and soft machine is pretty much just music and there's nothing soft about that machine but I'm talking about Egg, the Polite Force. Yeah, I, I swear, every time I look at it, it looks like the Police Force. I think the same thing. It's just, I don't understand it. I, whatever, the album covers, I don't even know what it is. It's interesting, once again. Uh, this is their second album. And like I said, I, I already listened to their debut, and I believe it was on Off the Record. And if I'm not mistaken, I gave it a, it was a sit, but it's a minor hit. Well, I'm just going to go ahead and tell you that right now, this is that same way. This album, is, like as a whole, I can't recommend someone sit down and listen to it unless you're just a heavy fan of prog rock with English avant-garde. <laughs> a little bit, okay? And like so, jazz. not recommended for me, then. You probably won't like it, except for... I like... It has interesting aspects. It's an interesting sound, and I think you might like the first song. It's A Visit to Newport Hospital. That song actually talks about how the band... It's the story of how the band met, and it, like just a misadventure. that they. It, it's, it's like a story. So it, it, I liked it, and I like the keyboard and stuff in it. it. It's really cool. So it was a good way to start the album, and... Like you won't like the second song. It's Contra song because it's really busy. It's still good. They're talented. They're very talented. And I, and I mean, I would say the whole first side. I mean, they're long. Like like the first song was eight minutes, nineteen seconds long. You know, but it, it doesn't. It's not the same thing. And it does have progressions. So I think you would probably be okay with that one. Contra song's too busy. Okay, Woke. wait. I have to break okay. in here. Are you saying Contra okay. song? <laughs> Contra, like the game? Exactly. Yeah, but it's all one word. Contra song. 
And so not the really theme busy. song to the game. No. And then <laughs> Boilk, B-O-I-L-K. They just have interesting, like the last song on that on that side. I liked it. I don't know if you would be into it, but it's really heavy jazz, prog. The singer, I don't hate him. He's not great in my, like he's not my favorite singer, but it fits in this. It really does a lot of times. Now the whole second side. This is why I can't recommend this as a hit. It, like it's a minor hit because I really like the first side. The second side is it's called Long Piece Number Three, Part One, Two, Three, and Four, and it's like a classical score prog. I don't know. But it's not, it's not something you can sit down and just listen to in one sitting. And it's just not, it's, it's not something that I even, like I had trouble. <laughs> like the first side was so, so good, but it just trailed off. I, I don't know that it was a good decision. They could have made a whole album like Soft Machine like that if they wanted, but it brought the album down for me because it was a hit, but I think I'm going to give it a sit. And there's not really um, there's not really much else I want to say about it, but do check out a visit to Newport Hospital because I think you'll like it. And that's um, it was Egg, the Polite Force, but it's it's a sit. But do check out that first song at least. But I think then I'm gonna turn it over to you for. I'm interested to hear hear what you think about this one. <laughs> yeah, I went into this week a little bit unsure. Because my first album of the week is by an artist that I reviewed last year. Not very favorably. My album is Loudon Wainwright III. And this is album two. It's another one of those super creative album titles. I don't have a whole lot to say about the album. But what I can say is it's better than last year's debut album. Which I think was self-titled. I think so. Um, but it is better than that. It's just really not my type of music. And I tried to you know, compensate for that. But this is... I'm calling it artsy folk. B bad. <laughs> oh, the cat degrees. <laughs> Yeah, he's screaming in the hallway for me. <laughs> I'm just going to try to ignore him, even though I can hear him even with my headphones on. Oh, yeah. yeah. Anyway, it is folksy music with artsy lyrics. Uh, there are a couple of you know, different ones. There were a couple where he's just having fun. They're really simplistic and a little bit childish. But for the most part, it just seems like he's trying to be really artsy with the words. The music is folk. His vocals are... They're odd. They're a little bit whiny and a little bit warbling. They're not quite annoying. But they are right on the edge of it to me. So I can't really decide if I dislike it. Or if I like it in a way because it's unique. But I can say that it is odd. Is it, is um, it better than Rufus Wainwright? I only know one Rufus Wainwright song, and I like that one. It's the one that everybody knows. So, <laughs> Rufus is his son. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, so I can't really say if it's better than Rufus or not. 
It is not better than Hallelujah by Rufus Wainwright. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, really the only other thing that I have to say about this album is he uses the phrase poo-poo in the lyrics of one song. And that's just weird. <laughs> but I can't call it a bad album. Even having said all of that, if you like this style of music, then you, know, you might like it. I didn't hate any of it, and I didn't skip through any of it. I just also didn't like any of it, except for the harmonica and the song Old Paint. I did like that. But nothing else was good. It just wasn't overly bad either, so this one's a sit. Yeah, that's what I figured it would be. I'm just not into artsy folk. I'm not, I'm not huge into folk music. It just seems all the same. There's not a lot of variety in it. Like, I don't know. And when, But when they try to get artsy with it, it it's, it's almost like... And who am I to judge someone's art or whatever? But it, it's like they're trying too hard sometimes. Yeah, it seems pretentious. Yeah. So, I don't know. I just It just doesn't seem sincere. I like, I like sincerity in my music. Now, the next album... It seems snobby well, to me. Well, the next album I'm, talking, I'm getting ready to talk about is... I've already talked about their debut album. And it's The Partridge Family. I think it was The Partridge Family Album. <laughs> I think was the, the name of the first album. I think There's so. There's been too many albums. I, I, I want to say that was on Chord Chronicles, though. But it, it, it was like four stars. It was really good. It had I Think I Love You. And, and those, you know, those songs. Well, this is their second studio album. I mean, it was just four months after that, that album came out that this came out. Because it was the first album was a huge success, so you know they're trying to cash in, and um, I believe I believe there's two singles from it, and one of them I did recognize, and the other one, not as much. Um, doesn't somebody doesn't somebody want to be wanted? I knew that song, and that's on this album, and then I'll meet you halfway. I don't know. I like that one. But I don't think I'd heard it before. And maybe I had, but just... <laughs> you know, maybe it just I just passed over it or whatever. And, um... There's the cat again. <laughs> oh, kitty cat. Um... <clears throat> what, with that being said, you know, this was um, really successful. It was. It was, um... Let's see here. I can't remember how far it made it to number four. Yeah, it made it to number four on top two hundred. I'm that was behind. Okay, these listen to these albums that it was behind. Number three was Janis Joplin's Pearl. <laughs> Jesus Christ Superstar was the other one, and I don't have the number one right then. But I mean, it was behind those two albums, so it was really successful. But it's if you like the Partridge Family. Like that style of pop music, then you're probably gonna like this. It's it's really similar to the first album. It doesn't have the huge hits, you know, like like I think I love you, but I'd say I'd say there's some little gems in here. I mean, I like the the two singles that were out, and there's two or three other songs. I don't, I'm not gonna go track by track or anything like that, but this one was actually kind of nice. I don't hate the Partridge Family. I, it, it's it's pop music, but honestly, this one I do recommend. 
If I didn't say it before, the album's called Up to Date. I might not have even mentioned <laughs> because I mentioned that their debut was just the Partridge Family, but this album is actually called Up to Date. The album cover is pretty cool. The way they fashion it's it's kind of like a calendar, and it has all their real birthdays, like the members. Oh, that's so cool. It, it's pretty cool. I mean, like you know, one of them's like May and August or whatever, but they fashioned it to where because they, they all had different day. So yeah, I liked it. I like the album cover. Susan Day. So yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm a nerd. We all know this. Yeah, we knew this. But <laughs> no, this one though, it's a hit. This one's a hit. I do recommend it. it. It's a fun album if you're into that type of feel good, you know, type of feel good seventies pop. You know, I like wearing probably wearing bell bottoms. <laughs> you know, with, with the ruffle collars. I can and, wear some bell bottoms. Ruffle collars and probably they, they have the tambourine and all that. You know, the, like being corny and white but it, it's really good it is like, all jokes aside this one was pretty good i liked it it's a hit and i'm interested to hear your next one because i'm predicting that it's a hit because i wanted to listen to it and didn't get to didn't get a chance <laughs> well i know that you've been looking forward to this one uh, my next album is yet another artist that we reviewed last year um i think it was their debut with this band name last year, of course. The band has changed a little they had bit. Switched, yeah. This one is Faces. Yeah, they switched from small faces <laughs> to faces last yeah. time, and now it's just faces. <laughs> yeah. I think last year was the debut as Faces, and this was the second one with that name. But Rod Stewart is still with the band in this one. <gasps> I know we had discussed whether he was going to be there or not, and he oh, is. So jealous. And... <laughs> The album is titled Long Player, by the way, LP. So, I was kind of looking forward to this one, at least more than Loudon Wainwright, because I am somewhat familiar with Faces. Obviously, I'm very familiar with Rod Stewart. And we enjoyed um, the 1970 album. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. I think I liked it better than you did, actually. You did. Because I like, I like good um, music, you know. <laughs> well, I don't know about that. <laughs> no, so, this one wasn't overwhelming. I like the drums in, I think it was the first track, Bad and Ruin. I will say, you know, that is the first track, and I, those really stood out to me. I like the drums. The vocals were a little bit repetitive, though. It was a fairly long song. It was almost five and a half minutes. And I think it would have been fine if it was a three or f even four minute song. But five and a half was just a little too long for the repetitive nature of the vocals. And I think this one is track two, if I uh, remember correctly. But Tell Everyone, I like the sound of that one. But that one was a little slower than it needed to be. Which fits the song, but I do think it was just a little bit too slow. So it dragged a little bit. So, similar complaint about both of the first tracks. I do like Rod Stewart's oohs, though. You know, he's really good at that. That sounds kind of gross, the... though. <laughs> I know, it does. Want... I like his oohs. Yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> well, you know, 
If you want his body Maybe and I you think, think he's it's sexy. sexy yep. <laughs> no. And I sound nitpicky. I know that I do. I'm not being nitpicky. I'm just analyzing because that's what we're supposed to do. So that's the bad. Now for the good. There was a live cover on here of Maybe I'm Amazed. Now, I know you're tired of Beatles songs and you're oh, tired of Beatles covers. Oh my god. Like, <laughs> is there another band these fuckers can cover? Like, there's not. Hey, to be fair, that was not a Beatles song. That was a Paul McCartney song. No, but it's the same thing. <laughs> it's a good song, though. And this was actually a good cover. Um, it's not as good as Paul McCartney, but it's definitely serviceable. And it's better than I typically expect from covers. It was probably my favorite song off the album. Now, it was a live performance. There was another live performance as well. I feel so good. That was probably my second favorite on the album. <laughs> it's also a cover. It's, um, it's a bluesy song. It was written and originally performed by a blues singer. And I didn't make a note of who. So I'll try to look that up while I'm talking. Oh, yeah. But I can't remember. I've, <laughs> I've heard it, but... <laughs> it's you know, energetic and it's upbeat, even though it is a blues song. You know, it's not a sad blues song. You know, it had good piano or keyboard, I'm not sure. Whichever it was. Probably keyboard for a live show. But... It was jangly in a really fun way. So I liked that one as well. It might have been an well. organ. With the uh, organ and the ooze and the nastiness. I bet, I bet a concert with the <laughs> with faces was really good. Okay. Let me just say this. You took it a bit too far well, talking about I was oozing hoping, organs. I was hoping to, to stall for you while you were looking that up. See? So I had to uh, mess, with, mess with people's emotions. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Now, um, I will say, you know, unrelated to I Feel So Good, but related to Maybe I'm Amazed, that was actually one of the two singles off of the album, even though it was a live performance. Oh. Come on, uh, now, other, that's kind of, that's, yeah. the other on. recently sent a live song as a, a single? The, uh, no wonder they yeah, broke up. they did, and I think it, I think it came out before the album actually did. The other single was Had Me a Real Good Time, which was okay, but nothing outstanding. Oh, I Feel So Good was by Big Bill Brunzi, mm. originally. And that was a long performance, but it was good. It was 8 minutes and 49 seconds on this album, but it was, Lots of it was fun. Like, I, I was dancing around. <laughs> no. <laughs> but... I have to say, though, having said that, those were the only two songs off of the album that really stood out. And they are both live performances, they're not studio tracks. So, overall, I would say it's a fair album. It's pleasant. Nothing about it is bad. I mean, I don't think anything that Faces or Rod Stewart do is bad. But I do have to say, it wasn't particularly fun or emotional most of the time it felt like a lot of filler to me I may be alone in thinking that so you will want to listen to it anyway because you like faces and 
you know, maybe you'll disagree. It has gotten good reviews. I think it got a B from critics, and I think it has five stars on all music, but... I like, yeah, all I like faces and, <laughs> but, and thighs and legs and <laughs> organs. And organs. And ooze. <laughs> anyway, you know, for me, you know, like I said, it was okay filler, but it did, a lot of it felt like filler. It's just not at the same level as some of the other faces stuff that I'm familiar with. And I think that the fact that my two favorites off of the album were live and were covers, I think that kind of speaks to that, that the, the rest of the album was kind of you know, low-key. So I am going to call this one a sit. I did debate making it a hit based on the strength of those two songs, because I did really like those. But you know, my recommendation is for listeners... Unless you just really enjoy Faces or Rod Stewart, you know, stick to their other work, or maybe their live shows, because I think, like you said, I think that would be a really good live show. But stick to that instead of this particular album. This one can sit. Looks like my last album of the week. It's an artist that we already know. We've already reviewed, I believe, two of her albums now. And I'm talking about Barbara Streisand. Barbara's been hit or miss for me. I like some of her work. I, I like some of her work. I really did. That first album that we reviewed was was actually better than I thought it was going to be. The second album was okay, but a lot of it was really it dragged. It was just really draggy. Well, this this one Stony End. It's about stoner rock. First off, let me just tell you that she's talking about. <laughs> She's talking about the Well, dank. I mean, it's Barbara Streisand. What else would you dank. expect? Oh, it's classified as pop, actually. And normally, I don't think I would consider her pop. I mean, not really. This is her 12th album. And this is like a, this is a conscious change in direction for Streisand, actually. It's more upbeat, first off. Um, it's contemporary pop. The whole thing is basically covers. And it's produced by Richard Perry. And I think he's pretty big in... in that within that um, that world actually, but I'm not. I don't want to get. I don't want to get into like the nerd part of that. But anyway, this made it to number ten on Billboard, and it was her first like top ten in five years, I believe, or whatever. From what I could tell, it's not bad. It's, it's a good way to be like, oh, I'll check it out. <laughs> it had three singles, uh, Stony End, and the B side to that was I'll Be Home, uh, Time and Love. The B side of that was No Easy Way Down. And then uh, uh, Flim Flam Man. And then uh, Maybe was the other side of that. But um, it's not bad. Like I said, once again, it's not not bad. It's not great. But I I could tell that she put her heart into it and the effort's there. It's just not my style, honestly. Now, I mean, every song, though, was a cover. That might have drug it down for me a little bit. Because I'm tired of cover songs. <laughs> because we've heard, we've heard most of these songs now. And, and they're pretty recent because we've listened to a lot of these artists. She covers Joni Mitchell, Laura Nairo, Gordon Lightfoot, Randy Newman, Harry Nielsen. You get the idea. So... <laughs> so it was maybe by Harry, Harry Nilsson actually but um, 
Wait, did she cover anything she, by Burt Bacharach? No, she carried or the Barry Carpenters. Mann and Cynthia Wells. That one I didn't know. I, I, just yeah. a little love, uh, just a little loving early in the morning. <laughs> and one other question: Does it have bridge over trouble water? It does not. I was actually it? thrilled about that. That's why you know, <laughs> okay. it's, I said it, it's it's pretty good. It doesn't have that for as far as covers go. It's not bad, but it's not something I'm going to pick up again. It is on Spotify if anyone wants to give it a, a you know a listen through, because it is a little different from some of the other Streisand stuff that we've listened to. So if you're not into that other Streisand stuff, maybe it's a little too draggy or whatever, but you still, her voice is still good and everything. It's not that. It's just not my favorite style of music, you know. But it's a sit, but it's a minor hit, honestly. And it was. It was top ten. But for me, personally, it is a sit. But, Barbara, I'm sorry. You're st- I still love you, darling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, she's Barbara Streisand. Oh, you yeah. gotta give props. Yeah, she, yeah she's, she's still, I mean, everyone knows who Barbara Streisand is. <laughs> so, yeah. She is a legend. You know, it's just not She's your a gay, typical a gay thing, icon. That's all. Come on, I get now. that. <laughs> but um, it looks like you had the last album. I do. This one, I went into it not knowing anything about it. Didn't know what to expect. Never heard of the guy except when I was doing research for our spreadsheet. But my final album is John Hammond, Source Point. And for some reason, I thought this was going to be jazz. And it's not. Um, it's actually It makes me blues. think of Point Break. With, with Keanu Reeves. And <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what, that's what it what is. That's what I figured. It is, is Swayze? surf music. Fuck, I'll listen to it now. I'll be right back. No. <laughs> no, this is actually blues. Uh, Barrel House is his style, specifically. First of all, I know. <laughs> I thought that would get your attention. First of all, I'm going to start off by talking a little bit about the artist, since I honestly don't have a whole lot to say about the album itself. Now, spoiler alert. But also, I didn't know anything about him. First of all, John Hammond, the musician, is also known as John P. Hammond or John Hammond Jr. And if you look him up, you might need to know that because his father is also in the music industry. His dad is a record producer instead of a performer, but they are both music related. So just know that you're looking for John P. I think it's Paul or Jr. He's not really all that well known outside of the industry. He hasn't had a lot of commercial success within the industry. He's got a pretty impressive story, though. His friends and recording partners include... Hmm. Are you ready for this? Jimi Hendrix, Eric Clapton, The Band, Dr. John, Dwayne Allman, John Lee Hooker, Tom Waits, and Charlie Musselwhite, who I just talked about a few weeks ago. He's incredible. Actually, J. 
Jimi Hendrix and Eric Clapton were both in John Hammond's band at the same time for five days. They didn't all three record together, but they were all, you know, working together for five days. He's also the one who recommended the band to Bob Dylan, who started working with them and kind of helped them get established. So he was pretty influential in their career. He does have one Grammy. He's been nominated for several, as recently as 2009, actually. He's in the Blues Hall of Fame. Now, having said all that, I also said that he'd had limited commercial success. He's put out, I think I counted, 37 albums. Only two of them have Wikipedia pages. Source Point is not one of them. (laughs) It is on both Spotify and YouTube Music, though. I verified the track listing with Discogs. The track listing is correct on both of those. So, it is accessible. Like I said, I don't have a whole lot to say about the album itself. Um, So, the rest of this will go quickly. I'm not going to recommend any of the songs specifically individually. But it's not because they're not good. It's because they're all pretty equal. I am going to recommend the album as a whole. Just put it on and enjoy. I listened to it at work while I was doing some other quiet stuff that I didn't have to really focus on. It was perfect for that. Except I did dance around the building a little bit and we have security cameras, but oh well. It was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed it. John Hammond is a hit. I was interested in what kind of music he was because I've never heard of him. So if it's blues, I'm sure I'll like it. You will definitely like it. There's not a lot of, you know, a lot of blues that I just can't listen to. <laughs> I like pretty much all of it. It's my favorite style of music. So, yeah, I'm, I'm sure I, I really need to check it out. But, um, yeah, he's really talented. I mean, you can tell that by the people that want to work with him. And like I said, that was the last album for the week for both of us. But I'm just going to run through... The albums for next week. Do you want me to give yours, or, you, or do you want to tell everyone yours? I can just run through them. It real doesn't fast. matter. Um, we're gonna have. I'll just. I'm not gonna tell everyone who has what. I'm just gonna tell everyone. <laughs> this is what's coming up next week. Oh. Oh. Keeping um, secrets. We're gonna be talking about Mary Travers, Mary, Patula Clark, Warm and Tender, Ronnie Hawkins, The Hawk. <laughs> I wondered about that one. Rasan, Roland Kirk, Natural Black Inventions. And I think it is more than just that in the title. But that's what I have right now on the screen. And Denny Doherty, What You Gonna Do? And then finally, Delaney and Bonnie. You might remember them because they were with Eric Clapton. <laughs> A little fella. But um, that that album is actually Motel Shot. So, kind of interested in that album. That Eric Clapton connection. So, mm, it's got to be good. Has to be good. But I guess we'll see next week. So, but I think that's all I have to say about any of these albums. Because it's been a shitty week, guys. <laughs> I'm still recovering because... You know, I didn't have water for, what, nine days? And, I mean, I'm, you know, 
my, my little problems here, but we, I, honestly, I'm getting old. <laughs> we did, we, you know, it was cold, and we, we slept on the on the mattress out here in the living room because the heat, you know, wasn't very warm. So <laughs> it was cold, and we didn't have water. So you know, and I think I, well, I think I'm, I'm so my body sucked. was like run down from that, but you know, it's been it's been pretty crazy. And I don't want to want to dwell on all the people around me that, uh, around my age dying, so we're not going to bring the podcast down to a to a blah at the end. But it's been a shit week, guys. But I think it's on an upswing. Other than being physically exhausted, <laughs> we've got some really good music coming up. I don't know about off the record, but I do know, and I'm not going to talk about it because that's a little bit ahead. And I am a little bit ahead. <laughs> we got some great music coming up, guys. But I'm going to end this week like I do every week. I just hope everyone has a nice, safe, music-filled week. Just be kind to everyone. If you can, be patient. And have a good week. <laughs>